Welcome to the Let's Talk BS Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia, and we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. That's good. Got my coffee in hand. Uh-oh. So I'm great. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's Friday. You know, we typically record on Friday, so... Yeah. Um, you know, excited for the weekend to come. You know, yes. it's been a pretty busy week. I would say this week's went by pretty pretty fast, though, I would say, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, How about did. you, you think it went by pretty quickly? Yeah. yeah, it did feel like it went by really fast. You yeah, know? yeah, it seemed like they, uh, I was talking to somebody, man, I was saying, like, last year, it went by so fast to me, like, 2022, I don't know about you, but to me, it seemed like it flew by, so we're already getting, you know, a pretty quick uh, start on this year, so, what about you, you think it went by pretty quickly or not? Yeah, yeah, last year it did yeah. feel like it was like we it zoomed right through. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Definitely it was some long days, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. So what you got going on? How's everything been? How was your week? So uh, yesterday I attended a short-term rental um, seminar, which was actually really informational. I learned a lot. Okay. I'm actually going to be doing a home buying seminar on short, short-term rentals with a real estate agent, and that's, like, her niche. So okay. it just gave me the opportunity to learn a little bit more. Um, they had a panel from the zoning department, and uh, they came from Norfolk and Virginia Beach. Okay. And so we're looking to potentially um, invite those folks out to talk at our seminar. And But their seminar was more so driven towards real estate agents. Okay. Um me and the agent that I am working with, we're going to be more focused on um, investors. Okay. So, yeah, that's good. Be, that's good. It'll be nice to have those people in the building, and you they can, you know, yeah, they can have can direct ask, access questions access to them. Access questions yeah, and things cool. like that. So that was really cool. Um, last weekend, I did go out of town, okay. and then I came back early Sunday morning, and. I was so tired. <laughs> Where'd you go? Did you? Um, we went up to Aylet, Virginia. Oh, you mentioned that before. Okay. Yeah. That's, wh- That's what's where up my there? cousin. Okay. My cousin lives there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we went up to Aylet, Virginia, um, and it was nice. My cousin um, built a new construction property out there, so okay. we went up there to visit, and. It was just coming off of like my my daughter's birthday, so we went up there, and then I have some friends who lives in I believe it's Petersburg. Yeah. And so they actually ended up coming there too. So we all hung out, you know, just played games and talked mess, and you know how that goes. <laughs> oh Listen yeah. Listen to music, all that. Okay. So then, um, early Sunday morning, <clears throat> we woke up, came back down, and then Maya had a game. Okay. Um, that day, and. So, you know, I've been on this health kick, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we woke up really early at, like, what, eight, 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I was home by 9.30, 10-ish. So how, far, got, how far is that? It's about an hour and 40-minute drive. Okay. That's yeah. when you said it's, like, too far from Richmond, right? You know no, what you said? it's not. Okay, yeah. yeah I remember saying that. It's not too far okay. from Richmond. So, okay. you know, we get home. And Sundays are usually the days that I wash my son's clothes because he has daycare. So at yeah. daycare, they have to have fresh linens for their nap time. Yeah. So I throw all that stuff in there. So I didn't really get a chance to eat, right? Okay. So I go to the field house, and they have, like, this um, this uh, concession. But it's, like, a concession stand. Like, it's not, like, your childish concession stand. So yeah. I get there, and I saw this 
this guy walked past me and he had some chili cheese fries with bacon <laughs> on them. And at that point, I was hungry. I was tired. I said, you know what? Forget this. I am eating those chili cheese fries and put extra bacon on it. <laughs> <laughs> you said put extra, put extra bacon on it, man. Yes. So we ended up... Um, I ended up eating the fries. I was sitting there eating my fries with a Gatorade, looking at the game. Like <laughs> I was watching a show on my phone and everything. She she was playing. I really wasn't focused on the game that day. Mm-hmm. That because she played two games. So okay. the, the first game I wasn't focused at all. I was focused on those fries and whatever show I was watching <laughs> on my phone. And then the second game I was engaged. So it was so question: funny. You said that you had it was chili cheese fries with bacon, right? Yes. So question. Mm-hmm. With the chili cheese fries, do you eat it with a fork or do you actually get your fingers dirty and, and you use your fingers to eat it? So, if I was at home, I would probably, because I'm, okay, let's let's back uh, up. Oh, okay. I am half East African. So, most, if not 100% of our dishes, you eat with your hands. So, if I was at home and I had the opportunity to wash my hands and stuff and eat from my hand, with my hands, I would. Okay. But... Because I was out in public and stuff like that, you know, when you eating cheese, like you tend to like lick the cheese off and all that extra <laughs> stuff, right? So I used a fork. <laughs> That's funny how you gave me the whole backstory of, of just the answer of I use a fork. I used a fork. Yep. So. Yep. That's I used funny. a fork that day. That's funny. That's funny. Now nah, you got to. But it look, was so I good. feel you though. Know, I, I like as far as the cleanliness of it, man. I I see different people. Like you said, we we'll eat, you know, use fork, you know, whatever. I like to use my fingers and, and go at it, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, and I lick my, you know, lick my fingers all that when exactly. I eat the food. Exactly, so. exactly. That is true when you think about it. It is kind of exactly. not the most, uh And then I got nails, you know, you know like that's when I wash my true. hands, that's I got to wash underneath my nails and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like, you know, you, that's that's just, mm. yeah. in public, nah. I got you. I <laughs> we got were you. at the field house last night, and um, one of the parents, they let their son go upstairs to play in the, in the little play area. Okay. And they was like, are you going to let your dog go up there? I said, look, it's enough germs at school. I was like, I don't know when the last time they even cleaned that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, she could stay down here and play yeah, with the That's a matter of fact, because you said the field house, so that's that's where I had my son's birthday party. Um, Before pre-COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. No, well, no, was this was it? during COVID still. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, this yeah. little, yeah, it was. It was like two years ago. Um, I think yeah. it was his third birthday. Yeah, so it was a year and a half ago. And I remember you came to that. I did yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back, but I feel like when COVID was real, people were really cleaning it, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, that's they probably true. was in there cleaning that thing a few times a day. Yeah, But that's now true. that COVID's a little bit more relaxed, I don't think that they're cleaning and that it like place, it should be. I like I the mean, field house a lot, too. That place, they have a lot of people to come in and out of that place, though. A yes. lot. So it's a lot of germs. I mean, you got a lot. You got basketball. You got football. Exactly. You got, I mean, like you said, you said birthday parties. You got soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got even, they got foot like um volleyball like you said for your yep. daughter i mean mm-hmm. it's just a whole bunch they even got like a, this little uh church they have a church service on sundays <laughs> as well there like nah seriously some yeah. people rent a space there for church i've seen one time so um yeah so it's a lot of folks going through there so that makes sense that yeah makes sense. so I, t- I just said i she i don't even think she saw it i was like no you can't even go upstairs yeah. i don't even know if she knows it's there and then you know, I have two little ones, so as soon as she goes, the three-year-old wants to go, yeah, and then it becomes, and then then I have to go. So yeah. no, I just I eliminated. I didn't even want her to see it because once they see it, it's oh, yeah. a different. Yeah, that's all they're gonna want to yeah. do: be looking at it, staring exactly. at it, want to go. Yeah, about yeah. ten, twelve times. Yeah, mommy, yeah. Can, mommy I can I go? Up here? Yeah, yeah. Mommy, can I? Can I? Mommy, yeah. can I? Yeah. 
And then at that point, you know, that's my new name. So, Mama, yeah, there you Mommy go. Mommy can't I. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. yeah, we did that. And then, um, let me see, what else did we do? Oh, we had the the meeting on, what day was it? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. For was what? One, for Onyx? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was... Uh, their meeting. Their their team meeting. We did a lunch was and learn. Tuesday, was it Tuesday? I don't remember. <laughs> no, Wednesday. That was Wednesday, right? I Maybe. think that was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Wednesday. So yeah, yeah. We went to Onyx, um yeah, they have their team meetings. It's on they do have their team meetings on Wednesdays. Okay. I think it's the second Wednesday of each month. So yeah, yeah. That, that would make sense. So we went there. Yeah, so that was cool. That, that was, was cool. cool. Yeah, they um, um go ahead. You wanna go say ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah, that was cool. I mean, um, you know, it's the top of the year now. So you have, you know, a lot of agents that, you know, have a lot of goals, you know, they're really mm-hmm. hyped, they wanna, you know, put that work in or whatever, start the year off on the right foot. So, I, you know, we, we typically go, like, Onyx maybe once every couple months, I would say. Maybe, you know, once yeah. every, you know, two months or so. Um, when we're invited. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, when we're invited. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, we typically go there, you know, do little things here and there with them, educate them on what's going on in the mortgage world so they're prepared when they're dealing with their buyers. And, you know, obviously we have a, a relationship there with them, and, they you know, we work together as far as a lot of their buyers that they have. So um, it was pretty cool to see the amount of people that was there. I mean, typically they don't have – a whole bunch of people that come to the meetings. A lot of folks kind of tap in virtually or whatnot, but I think everyone was kind of feeding off the energy in the room that day. My buddy, who's the uh, who's the broker, he had uh, he had, he hit me up later that night and told me, you know, that he really appreciated us coming by. Um, he said that, um, you know, they actually ended up like after we left, ended up st- staying and talking for like an hour, hour and a half about a lot of stuff that we talked about, and then just you know just about what's going on. You know, he said it really. Like it sparked a lot of you know energy into the uh, the team there, so he was really appreciative of that. So it was dope. That was really good. Like I said, I kind of I felt the vibes. You know how you're talking in front of people and like you're not really they're not really looking at you. They're looking at their phone or you ask if you have any questions. No, nobody asked no questions or nothing like that. So I mean that day we got a lot of questions. So a lot of people were engaged with what we were talking about. Um, so it was cool. Like I yeah. said, it was really dope, man. Onyx is always uh, always a pleasure to work with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that day we actually um, introduced a new product that we actually were introduced to. So yeah. now Atlantic Bay um, Mortgage, they actually offer, or we offer as uh, mortgage bankers, a new product where you can actually finance your down payment yeah. at 100%, and you, you're not required to be a first-time home buyer, and you can buy a duplex. So yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a good training yeah um that information that we gave sparked a lot of interest and then we also went over assumptions and we've actually talked about assumptions here on the show yeah and if you don't remember an assumption is when someone takes over your current mortgage and rate yeah 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 yep that's offered for your um va loan product and your fha yeah so you're more of your government type loans yeah yeah so assumptions that was a lot of those have been going on lately, like we mentioned before, um, just because of the rate environment we're in, um, rates are higher than they were just two or three years ago. So you have a lot of military folks who purchase houses maybe when they got stationed here in this area uh, two or three years ago, and now they're looking to move or maybe having to you know, get stationed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so um, what they're selling or what they're putting out there is like, hey, I have this really low rate. If you buy my home and you're military or you're, you know, if it's FHA loan on the, on the home, um, then you can assume the loan that I have, which you know means you're going to assume the rate and the terms of the loan. So that's right. really enticing to someone when you know we're in an environment where rates are pretty much double of where 
they were just you know two years ago right, right. so that means that person can buy your, that person's home and their payment you know on interest be considerably less so that's yeah. something that's very advantageous for a buyer that's out there looking for homes in this market right now so yeah that's we got a lot of good questions on those uh, assumptions because a lot of people are starting to starting to utilize that so, yeah. yeah yeah and then um, I had something going to contract this week. Um, yeah. I also had a meeting yesterday where I signed up for this. Um, it's like a, a platform that we offer here at Atlantic Bay where you can um, send video messages called Bomb Bomb. And so I yeah. signed up for that because I want to get out there and start like making videos. If, if you don't know, I'm going to let you know I'm not a video person. I'm not a picture taker. <laughs> I'm not any of that. So I have to get out of my comfort zone and actually get out there and do that. Um, so question, because mm -hmm. I know you lived in Miami for a while. So when, and I know you talked about like, you know, part, you know, you, you know, we all experienced that party life clubbing and all that. So like when that was going on, you know, the big thing was like, you know, the people oh, taking yeah, the pictures people and stuff the like that. Take pictures of yeah. You? So were you like oh, running from clean, the? Yeah. I will clean. Tell them, do not take a picture of me. <laughs> for real? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. Not unless you was gonna pay me for that picture. Oh wow. You was on that. You was on that like <laughs> Listen, that back then. For real? Cause, because because they. They literally, so the people in the club in Florida, oh, what well, they yeah, do so they is, move the coffee to the side. Coffee, so I don't, you know, knock <laughs> it's, it get, it's getting real. Okay, guys. So what they do in Florida is, is they go and they look and, and look and see who they want to take a picture of so they can put it on their website. Mm -hmm. So then that advertises to people like who lives in Virginia for per se yeah. to go to the website for the club and be like, oh, shoot, they got this type of girl, this type of girl. Like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that happens everywhere, though. Right, that's, yeah, but, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. My yeah. point is, yeah. I ain't nobody's you're advertising. Not no, yeah, yeah, you're not no memorial, you're not no walk-in memorial, <laughs> no. No, no, no trophy, no statue. <laughs> no. So every time they would come up to me, I now, it's been a couple times where they caught me. I ain't going to lie. But it's 92% of the time 92%? I was telling them no. <laughs> yes. That's like, funny. when I first got there, you know, I, I didn't know any better. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't have that where I came from. So yeah, yeah. at first I was like, okay. But then once I got put got on hip. to what was yeah, going on, was, I was yeah. like, no, I'm not about to. I thought they were just, you know, I didn't think it was for advertisement, basically, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So it got to the point where I was like, look, you want me on your website, you don't have to pay me to be on your website. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not doing it. So That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I got a quick little story. Um, when I first met Brooke, actually, like the... I want to say the second or third time that we saw each other, um, it was at a uh, like a rush. Like so, my buddy, uh, my buddy Ray, his birthday is near hers in October, mm -hmm. and so I met Brooke for the first time in the month of September. Mm -hmm. And so, my buddy Ray, um, he invited me to come out for his birthday in October. He was like, "Yo." Um, it was like a weekday. It was like a random like Tuesday or Wednesday. It was actually the day of his birthday. So he was like, yo, there used to be this place called Spades here in Virginia Beach. I don't even think it's around no more. But it was a Caribbean like restaurant in the daytime. Mm -hmm. And then at nighttime, it parlayed to like a like a bar club. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so um, he was like, yo, B, come out, man. You know, we're going to have some drinks. We're just going to chill, kick it or whatever. And so I was like, all right. And so I, was, I remember I had just met um, Brooke, who's now my wife, and told her like, yo, I'm about to go see my buddy, you know, for his birthday. I was like, you should come out, you know? And so she was like, all right, you know, because I found out the time that was her birthday was like, I think maybe a couple of days after that or before that or something, around the same time. Yeah. Oh, you should come out, you know, I get you a drink or whatever. So she's like, all right, cool. So she came out, and I remember 
um, they they called it Party Paparazzi. That was like the that was the name of the like photography company uh-huh. around here, and um, like I was just talking to her and I was talking to Ray, and then like they they told us to turn around and take a picture, and she was like no, like kind of like <laughs> push the camera like that, and I was like why you do that, you know what I'm saying? I was like what you got people out, you don't want to be seen beside me or something like that, and so she was like nah, nah, I just don't like taking pictures in the club. You know, and then she didn't necessarily specify why, but I'm pretty sure it probably was some something similar to like what you said. So, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be on nobody's website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Advertising a club. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if anything ever happens with that club or bad stuff happens, you're you know you're indirectly associated with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I agree with you on that. That that, that is true. That that's a good point. I, again. I don't know if it's a woman man thing, but me, I didn't even, I don't even think that far into that. I'm just like, oh yeah, nice. I look nice. I feel, you know, what I mean, I mentioned that before. You look nice, you feel nice. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I look nice. You know, if I'm with some, you know, hey, let's take a picture. Like, hey, let's capture this memory. Like, and you thinking about this, and now I'm like, yo, I didn't even think that far. Into yeah, that's it. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that wasn't for me. Yeah. Yep. So then, um, also yesterday was my friend's, uh, my friend Brittany's birthday. So okay. Happy birthday, Brittany. Happy birthday, Brittany. Yes. So that's I cool. called her. It was funny because I FaceTimed her. She just got an iPhone like last week, right? Well, she had a like, Samsung, <laughs> Android. Android before? Yeah, Android. Yeah. I don't know what version. Yeah, what, yeah, 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 yeah. So she got an iPhone. And so as soon as she got it, she FaceTimed and was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what Brittany doing? What, what is she doing? FaceTiming me. So I answered. She's like, girl, I switched over. I she got like, that blue bubble now. Uh-huh. That blue bubble. No more green so bubble. Like, so bubbles. yesterday morning, I, I FaceTimed her. She not used to that. She was like, girl, I look a mess. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer the phone. <laughs> so I, I told her happy birthday. So That's funny. That's yeah. funny. That's cool, man. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. But yeah. you didn't mention that. You said you got uh, a house on the contract. I'm going to let folks know this situation that happened, which was great. Props to Sophia on this one is... I have a home in Suffolk that I was building. Um, it's been shoot, basically a year now. It's been a long process because of some different hurdles that we'd had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but the house is complete now. And I had it listed. I normally, when I do my new construction homes, I normally list them when it's about maybe 45 days out from being complete. Just because sometimes I allow the buyers to kind of maybe pick a couple of f- finishes and then you know, typically when you get under contract, you close in about 30 to 45 days anyway. Mm-hmm. So I try to time it up so once we close, then, you know, the house is done and, you know, there's really no time where the, the house is just sitting there complete, right? Yep. So put the house on the market um, back in like October-ish time frame, uh, late October, uh, early November. And, I mean, it's been sitting, you know, and, and nobody, I mean, I had a lot of attention. A lot of people uh, went to look at the house but nobody put any offers on it. Everybody loves the craftsmanship of the work. It's, it's just a beautiful house. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, really nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just in, it's the the surrounding. You got a couple of neighbors that kind of like to be outside a lot, kind of talk, and you know what I mean. And just and so you know, you, if you're not a native, then it yeah, may bother you. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? like, exactly, exactly. So you have to be a native of the area to understand it, the area. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sophia recently got a buyer pre-approved from an agent that she's newly working with. And she was like, hey, Brian, like, you know, I think this house might be a good fit for this person. So she told the agent. Then, well, actually, oh, no. God, I'll I, let you tell the story. You yeah, so yeah. what happened was the, the agent, I said, well, you know, what is she looking for? He was like, new construction in Suffolk. I said, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, I, I have a friend that has a new construction in Suffolk that's getting ready to be sold. So yeah. 
I sent it over to um, to the agent. Okay. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think she would really like this. So she went and looked at the house, fell in love, and it was, you know, for her because she's a native. Yeah. Oh, she's from Suffolk? She's okay. from here. From here, this yeah. area. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. So um, she ended up really liking the house, and uh, basically I put, I gave, I, I don't know if I gave the agent um, the listing agent's info, but needless to say, I think when I sent the listing, he got the information and they ended up connecting because I don't get involved in the writing of the contract or anything like that. But once I saw that she was interested in Suffolk and new construction, I just felt like it was a good fit. Yeah. So that, that I'm, I'm, I just wanted to say I'm very appreciative of you You're because of that, because that's been, that house has been a thorn on my side. Um, <laughs> you know, just, I've been really to close yeah. that chapter. I, I never thought it would take this long, but I mean, again, in this game of real estate, when you're an investor, you know, you and always got to, yeah, in the market change during that time as exactly. well. So it's just, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you, man, for, uh, for making that connection. Cause like I said, that's been a headache. I've actually had a couple of, uh, of, I gonna say sleepless nights, but nights where I woke up. <laughs> In the middle of the night, like, yo, when is this thing going to get sold? Like, I'm always constantly thinking about stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure a lot of men and women out there, you know, have oh, yeah. that as well, where mm -hmm. you're just like, yeah, all this stuff that you got going on on your plate. So it's just like sometimes you wake out of your wake up out of your sleep or you can't sleep mm -hmm. because all your mind continues to think about those things. So I appreciate that. That's one less no thing problem. I got to worry about, um, you know, into this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. So some other good news came out the cpi report i'll let you talk about yeah, that yeah 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 so, i still haven't seen it oh for real <laughs> no you see it? okay i was on online waiting like at literally at 8 30 i was like yeah. when is it gonna come out when yeah. is it gonna come and then i got distracted okay <laughs> so then after that i was like eh. <laughs> i mean at this point brian to tell me <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah the cpi report came out yesterday um uh, which is stands for the consumer price index report um, and it came in, <clears throat> excuse me, voice went away for a second, but it came in pretty good. I mean, uh, pretty much where people thought it was going to be at. So last month, um, it, it came in at 7.1%. Uh, and then this month, it came in at 6.5%. And so right now, what the Fed has been doing is been to try to uh, slow inflation down and have the consumer price index continue to drop. And so, like I said, each month over the last couple of months, with what they've been doing, it has been dropping. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is that just gives uh, the consumer out there, when it comes to like mortgage-backed securities and, and people wanting to purchase homes, it gives the investors uh, kind of some hope. Um, and then therefore, that what that does is that has interest rates drop. So I mean, mm -hmm. we've, we've seen that just even over the last couple of weeks, since things have been you know trending in that direction, rates have dropped. We had a couple of days where they went up a little bit, but overall, when you look at it from a, a macro standpoint, um, rates have dropped over the last couple of months, and then even yesterday with the news, mm -hmm. um, rates dropped again yesterday. So yep. um, that's good news. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for uh, this year. Like I said, I think this year is going to be it's going to be a little tough, but I think it's also going to be very rewarding. You know, when it comes to you know putting the work in and um, you know actually just you know making it happen. You know, so I'm really excited. Uh, but like I said, the CPI report definitely came in favorable. So. Uh, rates did drop yesterday, and I, I think they'll continue to drop here over the next couple of days. Now, we had our town hall this week, too. I forgot about yeah, that. This yeah, week we was busy. It was. It was, yeah. Every day was something. So we had yep. our town hall meeting on Tuesday. So, yes, Onyx was Wednesday because yeah. it was like one day after the other. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, so that, they gave a lot of good information. They were talking about... Um, what is it divorce mortgages or something like that yeah something yeah, yeah yeah and yeah and it was <laughs> like there's because there's actually like a there's a like a niche, niche of people yeah, yeah. who get with and work with attorneys 
And these mortgage bankers basically help out attorneys who are the attorney for people who are getting divorced. Correct. Yeah, because a lot of times once you get yeah, yeah, a lot of times you get divorced, you have to split assets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of your biggest assets is the the home that you live in. Correct. And then you know if you get if you get real savvy, if you got a a marriage or a couple who has multiple homes, then you got to figure that out too. So correct. For every mortgage that is on the home, eventually that mortgage has to be refied out of whomever's name. Correct. So whether it goes to the husband or the wife or however, because usually you, you split it from there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were talking about that in, um, you know, like that niche, and I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. That there's a niche for people who are getting divorced. So yeah. That means that divorce rates must be high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they say it's, I mean, I don't know what it is now, but, I mean, I know it was well over 50%, you know, at one point, at least, you know, in the last couple of years, I remember seeing seeing something about it or whatever but yeah i mean um that is actually like you said i I didn't even think about that from that standpoint but that is something that you know when someone's going through or you know when when people are a couple are going through that situation you know uh, figuring out the housing moving forward Mm -hmm. is something that's normally a a, a heavy topic and so Mm -hmm. being able to have that relationship with a divorce attorney and as soon as they're like hey you know this is the person you call that can help you do this Mm -hmm. i mean that's a I mean that's that's a lot of business you can get just from that alone. So they yeah. did kind of touch on that, which was uh, which was pretty interesting, like you said. You yep, know? it yeah. was definitely interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. So like I said, I mean it's, you know, this year I, I'm really excited for it. Um, I mean even just coming off of last weekend, um, I got a lot of contracts. Like I want to say three or four contracts came through, um, from buyers that I've been working with. Um, you know, because they're able to put offers on homes, get closing cost assistance. Um, on some situations, and it's not as many buyers out there buying and having to pay well above asking price and all that. And that's the thing. Like, I was telling a lot of folks, like, people were, because of where rates are now, people are discouraged a little bit because their payments are going to be a little bit higher than if they would have purchased a year ago. But you also got to think about it. Yeah, you also got to think about it, too, though, is you're not having to come out of your pocket twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to buy a home, mm-hmm. right? A lot of those, a lot of folks maybe didn't even have that money to be able to, you know, to try to buy a home at that time, right? Not just put your down payment down if there's a down payment requirement, but on top of, um, you know, what you're purchasing the house for, just paying extra money, and that's what that market was for a better part of two years. So. Um, now where things aren't like that anymore, you're not having to pay above asking price. You're able to even maybe get your home lesser than asking price, so you're already getting some equity day one when you buy the home, and you're also maybe to negotiate closing costs as well. So it limits the amount of money that you have to put out when you initially purchase the home. Now, obviously, the rate on it's going to be a little bit higher than it just was, but like I said, if you look at the dollars and cents, I mean, it kind of is what's what when you really think about the grand scheme Mm -hmm. of things. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm very excited for it. Um, also excited, my, my son, um, shout out to my boy, um, last weekend, um, well, he's, we signed him up for basketball this winter, um, so last weekend we were able to meet his coach, mm-hmm. and uh, he got his basketball jersey, so he's very excited about that. Um, his first game is this coming weekend, um, so I'm very, very excited about that. I want to see how he responds when let it comes to it, it yeah I'll let you know uh, yeah he's I, I I got a feeling my man is just gonna be looking there and just kind of just like stuck Carter played what what was it last the, it was this year you did say basketball he played last he year he played right? basketball and no not last year because he, he well, had gotta to be, be three last year. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah 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 so, <laughs> I'm saying sorry it's 2023 I forgot about that but yeah, yeah he did play in 2022 but he was the age of, he still was three okay and 
<laughs> it was funny watching those kids play. Yeah, that yeah. age group is hilarious. Yeah, so I, I'm already, and so what we did was, um, like, he's been excited about it, so I bought him some basketball shoes, because he didn't have any basketball shoes. A lot of his shoes are just, you know, regular, you know, shoes that he wears at school or mm-hmm. whatnot. So I, I bought him some actual LeBron basketball shoes, um, and then earlier this week, um, he was like, Dad, I want to practice. Like, he wants to, like, you know, be yeah. play well when he this Saturday. So he was like, Dad, let's practice. And every day he's asking me. So it was actually good weather, like two days this week. So we went out there one of those days and uh, shot around and played and played. And he's actually, I mean, we, I know he, their hoop's going to be lower when they play, and I didn't have a place to go with the lower hoop. Um, but he was shooting on a 10-foot hoop, and a couple times he was hitting the rim. Like, he never made it in. I mean, I picked him up, and he was able to make the shot. But um, I was surprised at how – strong he was able to get the ball up now he was doing the grandma style with it a lot of times he was doing underhand you know when it comes to shooting and the ball at least he was trying yeah carter yeah. was like absolutely not this ball is not coming out of my hand and being thrusted forward he wanted every time for you to pick him up so he could dunk it that's all he wanted that's funny now that's funny. i can tell you that the rules um for the team that you're on, the way they do it is, is in that age group, you can't steal the ball from each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. So, I used to. All you, all you can do is this. Yeah, yeah, stay in front of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and they let them run around, too. They don't, when it comes to the dribble, they try to enforce to let them know the dribble, yep. but they, yeah. Because yeah. I, I used to be a referee director for the organi- for the, um for the recreation, uh, Woodstock yeah. Recreation. And so I was a referee director, so I used to watch the kids from yeah. that age all the way up to, like, high school. So. Yeah. I'm familiar with it, but I'm excited about that though. This weekend, he's um, you know, this weekend he's uh, he, he's playing his first game, so that should be pretty cool. That is, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> earlier we were talking about uh, divorces. You did you got a refi this week? Are you closing on a refi or something like that? I week? am. So I was am. it a, was it a result of a divorce? Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. So yeah, I did, yeah, I got one actually closing to she was closing actually right now. It was closing ten o'clock this morning. Um, okay. but yeah, no, so yeah, this is a buyer who I helped and I love, this is what I love about our business, man. It's like, you know, there's so many different facets of a mortgage, right? So I helped this guy buy a house maybe like six years ago, right? Mm-hmm. It was new construction. It was like 2017, 2018. I can't mm-hmm. remember around that time, but, um, helped him buy a house. He's military. He's current active duty military right now. And, um, since then I helped him refi twice because one time when he bought his house, the rates were like. Around like four and a half, five. Then rates had dipped down into the threes at one point, so I helped them refi then. And then during the pandemic, the rates got down to the twos. I helped them refinance again. <laughs> and then so uh, he has uh, like I think two high school mm-hmm. uh, children. And so he, and also um, I think something happened with his wife's job during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. he's like the only person working in the mm-hmm. home. And so he's he's got a whole bunch of debt over the last couple of years, right? So credit cards, are, you know, have higher balances than normal. He even took out a personal loan. And so he's been, you know, I can say struggling, but just haven't really been able to, you know, pay that debt aggressively, right? So um, what we did was we did a VA uh, cash out refinance for him, right? Mm-hmm. So even though his rate now is going to be higher than what it is right now, because right now he's paying like, I think it's two and a half percent rate. But now we're, I think, up into like five and some change, five and a half, I believe it is around there. Um, he's able to consolidate all that debt because of how much his house has appreciated over the last couple of years. Um, and so he's able to consolidate basically 90 percent of his debt. And it's going to help him by like fourteen hundred dollars a month save that amount of money. Wow. And that's not even counting about not even counting the interest that he's paying. So right, we're paying all these uh, you know credit cards and stuff off. So that's helping him out now, right? In the, in the meantime, fourteen hundred dollars now is being freed up where he can save or put it in different places. 
on top of that, with the credit cards, you know, he was paying the minimum payment each month. So he's actually going to be paying well more than what the principal balance is on those accounts. So, I mean, he's saving a whole bunch of money. So he was very, very excited about uh, about it. And so, like I was, like I was, like you said, and like I could say here, I mean, just because rates are higher, you know, there Doesn't could be opportunities. Yeah, 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 it could be opportunities for you to refinance. A lot of folks, you know, they said, I, I remember mentioning it before on a previous podcast that, a previous episode that, um, you know, during this pandemic, the credit card usage has went up, they said, over 100%. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks online shopping, buying stuff for their house just because, you know, people were at home, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now, you know, we're in a recession, as they say. And so, you know, those payments are starting to catch up on folks. Mm-hmm. You know, a good way to kind of, you know, get out of that situation or put yourself in a better situation uh, maybe to do a, a, a home equity line of credit or even a cash out refinance where you can consolidate all that debt and, um, and you know, not, not have those monthly obligations as you, as you currently do. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot going show. on. A lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> So up next, we, um, we're ha- we going to discuss or um, talk about Exercise Your Knowledge. So if you are tuning in for the very first time, Exercise Your Knowledge is the segment where we ask a question um, that is related to mortgage, but we do not reveal the answer until later on in the segment. Yeah. Um, today's Exercise Your Knowledge question is, and I'm going to use the, the $300,000 price point because that's usually, you know, that's our average price point here in Hampton Roads. Yeah. And we always use that price point all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. So, okay. If you are pre-approved for, let's say, 300000 <laughs> but you find a home and that particular property sales price is 275000 what happens to the remaining 25000 Mm, that's a good question. And this has come up here recently. Oh, yeah. Not. Yeah, I've, I've had, I mean, I had that question actually on my way here this morning. <laughs> I had somebody call me, um, a buyer that I'm working with uh, that was looking at houses last night and going to looking at some more today. And mm-hmm. we kind of talked through the, that question, that situation. I've mm-hmm. even had a couple other folks earlier this week um, reach out and have the same question. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good question. So, 300000 mm-hmm. price point. You get under contract for two seventy five. What happens with, to the remaining twenty five thousand? Yeah. So we'll definitely reveal that answer later on in a segment. Yeah. But okay. So today's topic, we always talk about, you know, what happens beforehand. We talk about the credit pool. We talk about, you know, what your credit needs to be. We talk about the actual um, product that you want to choose. We talk about um, getting you pre-approved and what it looks like when you start your home search, but. I don't feel like we've really touched on like what happens once you're under contract. So we wanted yeah. to kind of like give a visual, or not a visual, but give a storyline or a timeline as to what happens once you've secured that property and now you're getting ready to get to the closing table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, once you obviously get pre-approved by us, you start looking out there for your home and then you get the home under contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically when you get a home under contract, um, your real estate agent is going to uh, um, allow some type of a write in the contract, a due diligence period where you're able to get a home inspection, right? Um, so we talked about what the home inspection is before. Correct, correct. So typically it's like, you know, seven to ten days from the date that you and the seller both agree to terms. It gives you an opportunity to, to set up a home inspection with the home inspector um, and then go, you know, go from there you know, when it comes to the actual contract. So what happens is when 
you get under contract, you have the home inspection, and also with the loan aspect of it, when you're under contract, that means that, you know, in most cases, you know, we've submitted your initial documentation, like your pay stubs, your W-2s, your bank statements. We've submitted all, we've gathered those documents, we've submitted the underwriting, and underwriting has approved those documents at that certain price point. Mm -hmm. So then after that, what happens is once you're under contract, we have to submit everything back into underwriting, and underwriting is going to review for any, they call it conditional um, documentation. So after they reviewed it, maybe there's some deposits in your bank statements that just need to be addressed or need to, you know, be sourced. Um, maybe, you know, when it comes to your employment, if there's been, you know, in the last, we always look at things in a two-year, you know, window. So if, mm -hmm. if you've changed jobs in the last two years, we have to have a correct two-year timeline of where you work. So we'll look at, you know, if, if you've changed jobs in the last two years, we'll reach out to your previous employer and get the time frame of when you worked and how much you made, just so we have a full two-year window of your employment. Um, or if your employment has changed during this home buying process. So yeah. let's say mm -hmm. you were full-time and then for some reason you decided to go part-time. And if that happens, of course, you know, that can negative, negatively impact you. But we, we do verify Correct. that type of stuff. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So... I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a, it could be considered a lot, I guess, depending upon, you know, how how you feel about the home buying process or if you've been through it before. Um, really, we're just kind of checking everything that was put on that initial application, right? So mm -hmm. we're checking your income, making sure you have the money that you that you said that you have mm -hmm. as far as assets. We're checking your ability to repay, so that's like your employment. So we're going to check with your current employer that you know you make the certain amount of money that you make, and then you know sometimes you know when it comes to you know different folks' employment, they may get overtime, they may get bonuses, and in certain certain circumstances, we can actually factor that in as far as your approval amount. Um, but we have to confirm with your employer like the likelihood of that continuing um, because if we're going to base your mortgage payment you know, over the next 30 years, we want to make sure that that likelihood of that those different uh, other incomes Perfect. that you have are going to continue. Because the lender, from the lender standpoint, they're trying to verify, are you going to pay this money back? Because Correct. if you don't, then they take a loss, right? Correct. And nobody likes to take a loss. If, if I let you borrow money... Or if, if you let me borrow money and I never pay you back, then you're taking the loss, not me. Correct. And so that's ultimately what the lender is doing. So now that we have set those conditions up, we're in the process of, you know, verifying, making sure you're still employed, looking at your bank statements, taking a look at the type of deposits that you make. Um, we may even ask about specific deposits. I mean, not may even, but we will. We will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will ask yeah. about specific deposits because you can't deposit cash into your account and use it towards a mortgage transaction. Yeah. Um, and then even with some of the first-time homebuyer programs, there are income limitations, mm -hmm. right? And so what we have to do is, you know, if there's... Make sure you don't have any side jobs. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people are doing like Ubers, like you yeah. said, and, you know, those types of stuff. Or even like maybe you, you waiter or waitress or a bartender on the side. And so we want to, you know, confirm all employment, all monies all that be deposited into your account. We have to account for when it comes mm -hmm. to some of the different programs that are out there. So yeah. that's why I know sometimes, you know, buyers, get they get like, man, why... Why I gotta? Why, why I gotta so do nosy. this? Yeah. Why y'all nosy? I've had somebody tell me, "You want my DNA too?" Yep. <laughs> Give I it to sure us. Do. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> but now, nah, right here. <laughs> right here. Right. Right. In your hand. Right in your hand. Right. Yeah. Nah. No, but but, it's, there, but we are verifying, you know, like the things that are important. So if you're a person who likes to use um, Cash App, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to ask for that information. If you're a person who, I don't know if um, you guys are familiar with it, but on like, let's say you go and buy a pair of sneakers from Foot Locker, right? Yeah. On there, they give you the opportunity because now sneakers are what, $200 for most, you know, for average kid size. So if you're an older kid, you're paying two to $250, $250 for some yeah. shoes, right? Yeah. So nowadays, yeah. a lot of these um, companies have gotten smart and they're like, okay, well, let me give you the opportunity to split that payment up and four or five and so people are taking advantage of that mm-hmm. and so what happens is is we have to look at the bank statement to see how many times you've done that yep. because this is ultimately debt that you owe that's not going to show up on your credit report Correct. so we're taking a look at that yeah 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 <laughs> that, that is true we're taking a look at that um i mean it's it's it's, it's so many different things yeah basically. yeah even i mean you have you know people to get payday loans yeah sometimes that, that that has to you know we don't yep. we, it's not showing up in your credit report but it's a debt that you owe. It's a private loan that you're getting, so we have to factor it in. IRS tax debt. There we That's go. Another That's another one. one. That's another <laughs> one. Yeah, that happens. So we're looking at everything that you've obligated to pay that may not show up on a credit report or any income that you did not disclose that might show up on the um, bank statement. So there we're taking a look at everything to make sure that it aligns. So we're, we're trying to paint a picture for the underwriter to make a sound decision on your approval. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that's that's like I said, once they're under contract, just to kind of revisit what we said, you know, you get a home inspection, um, and then also the underwriter then reviews the documentation along with the contract, along with the contract to make sure that everything is in line with that initial pre-approval that was provided. Correct. Um, and then so also once the underwriter says, okay, hey, you know, everything looks good. There's just a couple of questions or a couple of things that need to be addressed. You know, we'll send that list out to the buyer. Um, and normally it's, you know, maybe, you know, what, five to ten things. I guess it just depends on, yep. you know, what that person has going on for themselves. Um, but we'll take, you know, we'll have you get that list so you can work on getting those items to us. Um, another thing that we always ask for is a credit inquiry letter mm-hmm. um, as well. Because if there's anyone who's pulled your credit within the last six to 12 months, sometimes, you know, those companies that when you have new credit, they don't report that new trade line on your credit report right away. so right exactly right away so let's say if we can see because we'll be able to see if let's say it says um i don't know wells fargo pulled your uh your credit you know a month ago and let's say you got a loan with them but it's not showing up on your credit report then we'll need to know what that credit pool was for and if you establish new credit we'll have to get that information as well and or factor if that you in. were denied we just want to yeah know. yeah or if it was no credit yeah. no no new credit um obtained then we would need to know that as well mm-hmm. but we do have to address you know, which are the different credit pools you have. And it's typically within the last, like, six to 12 months because yep. sometimes even even something that happened maybe six to eight months ago, it, it won't show up for whatever reason. Yep. Yeah. So once, once the underwriter conditions the file and lets us know the list of things that we need to work towards, then we have a processor. Yep. And so it's in a name. She goes in and she processes the file. So yeah. she's the person that's going to now start reaching out to you to – kind of clear all these items so she's going down the list like okay well we got the explanation for the credit we got you know the bank statements we got the explanations for deposits we got all of this stuff and so once everything comes together um, then we start looking at you know homeowners insurance we start making sure that your title work has came in and then there is there's a list so let me tell you there's a list of do nots that um, we like to send out to our buyers. I yeah. actually have them here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is just kind of like something that you should know once uh, once you 
get under contract. So when you get under contract, this is what we don't want you to do, okay? We do not want you to change jobs. We do not want you to become self-employed if you're a W-2 employer. We don't want you to quit your job. I've actually had that happen before. I've had that happen before as well. <laughs> yeah. We do not want you to buy a car. Mm -mm. We don't want you to buy a truck. Mm -mm. We don't buy, want you to buy a, a van, a mm -mm. boat, an airplane, mm -mm. or anything on credit. Mm -mm. Okay? We don't want you to use your credit cards excessively. Or we don't want you to not pay your credit cards on yeah, time during yeah. this process. Mm -hmm. We do not want you to spend large lump sums of money. So Correct. if you're in the process of buying a home and you think you need furniture and it's a sale this weekend but you haven't closed yet, well you're gonna have to wait until the next sale comes. Yeah, I was gonna say and I'll touch <laughs> unless on that you one have too. unless you have substantial amount of money that that ten thousand dollars for that furniture is not gonna, you know, affect your approval. But if ten thousand dollars is all you have then you need to wait to until wait. after. Yeah, because I've even had situations before, like you said, where folks will, they get excited, they got the house on the mm -hmm. contract, we're going through the process. Now they're shopping. Now they're shopping for furniture. Like you said, they'll go out there and, and buy their furniture set, the kitchen stuff, mm -hmm. and they'll spend seven, eight thousand dollars and that's not something normally that they do, or they'll open a you know, the, the department store, mm -hmm. they'll open up a credit At with 0 them. Interest yeah, yeah, thinking. zero percent interest to think they're thinking <laughs> that they're getting such a great deal. Yeah. But what happens is we have to factor in whatever that monthly obligation is now. So if we pre approved you and you've used the top of your budget, you may now not be able to buy that house just Correct. off of that. So this is something that's very, very important. Hope everyone's out there listening yes. about this because you know, I know you get excited and I know that you want to kind of like get a jump start because I'm like that when I, you know, when I have something lined up, I try to make sure I have everything lined up so everything kind of runs seamlessly. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to buying a home, when we have that initial pre-approval with you, whatever you have going on credit wise, we're basing off of that. So if anything changes, changes. then that could have an impact on that initial pre-approval. And mm -hmm. it's as simple as that. I know you don't think like that, but it is like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We also don't want you to uh, close it close out any accounts or debt or liabilities because that can change your credit score. So if we get into a situation where where this particular um, example uh, applies is, let's say we pull credit. You're at, um, you're, you're now 95 days in and you finally find your house, right? And we have already pulled credit for you 95 days ago. Well, now it's going to take you an additional 30 days to actually close on that house, right? If the credit report only lasts 120 days, that means that you probably won't close before that 120-day mark. So when that happens, we would have to repull credit. So if you closed out an account on your credit report, that could potentially change your credit scores. Yeah. So if it changes your credit scores, it could potentially change your approval. Yeah. And so that's why we say don't close out any accounts because we don't want you to get into a situation where new credit is required because mm -hmm. you didn't find a home, a home within 120 days. And then now your credit scores have changed. I've right. actually had that happen before and it wasn't a... It wasn't a good situation, yeah, but yeah, I can imagine. luckily I was able to get that loan closed within 15 days before mm -hmm. the credit report expired. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it was just like one of those things where 
it, it aligned, but had there been any issues with home inspection or anything with appraisal, I mean, we very well could have not closed on time. So correct, correct. Rule of thumb, just don't close out any debts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please don't. On this list, we have do not buy any furniture on credit. Um, we, we, we actually touch on that even separate from the previous statement of do not use or um, charge your cars excessively because some people don't think as think of buying um, furniture as using credit, so definitely don't want to do that. Um, you don't want to originate any new inquiries, so if you're in, a, in the process or even like if you know you're getting ready to buy and, and it's two, three, four, five, six months before you're ready to buy, stop applying for loans, yeah. stop, stop applying for new credit mm -hmm. because that's just more documentation that you have to basically complete. Correct. You know, you have to give explanations for all of that. Um, do, do not make any large non-payroll deposits or transfer money into your bank account without checking with your loan officer oh, first. Oh, that's a big one. Let me jump in on that one. Man, <laughs> that transfers of money, boy. Folks be robbing Peter to pay Paul and, and putting money here, putting here, and then having these optical illusions with their bank statements and stuff. And it's it's tough. And then, and we have to question all of that. And I know it can get uncomfortable when we're sitting here asking you these questions about your finances and what is this and what is that and what is this so you know like sophia said i mean try to keep things you know in as one account or simple like you mm -hmm. know especially if you know you're getting ready to buy a home you know try to condense things down to okay hey this is this is the account i'm going to use or this is the account i'm going to have my money in and you know because we typically going to have to get you know some loan types uh two months worth of bank statements mm -hmm. um you know so i mean we're going to go back at least 60 days from the date that, you know, you're actually applying or getting mm -hmm. under contract. So, you know, if you have a history of doing some stuff, it's going to be questions, right? Mm -hmm. So the best thing is to kind of like Sophia said, prepare yourself. Uh, you know, if you know you're going to buy a house, right? Most folks, when they, most folks who are going to buy a house, they, they know. know at least 60 days out they're going to buy a house or not, Correct. right? So you, you don't can, just wake up and be like, you know what, I'm going to buy a house. Nah, that normally is not how That's it works, usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to prepare yourself just like anything, just like when, you, when you're trying to t get a new job, you prepare yourself, right? Yep. You know, when you're dating and you're trying to talk to that guy or that girl, you prepare, prepare yourself, yourself, right? So it's the same thing. When you're buying a home, just prepare yourself. Put yourself in a situation. And if you need to talk to us so we can give you the information on how you need to prepare yourself, then that's what we're here for, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, you know, that would help us a lot and also help you a lot as far as the process goes because sometimes I know a lot of folks um, feel like these things are very tedious but what I tell folks is like hey man we're we're loaning you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in most cases so if you were loaning someone that amount of money you would want to do all these checks as well with that mm -hmm. person to make sure that this person is legitimately going to be able to pay you back over time because we're exactly. looking at a 30-year loan right in most cases so you know, we want to make sure that all of your, you know, all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted when it comes to, you know, your documentation and that you do work and that you, you have this money is legitimate mm -hmm. and all that, right? So, you know, it make it will make the process and the experience of buying a home a lot easier if you're best prepared or well prepared for that situation. Because if you're not, you kind of just have things everywhere because, you know, the thing is people don't really look at it from the standpoint you're just living right until you buy a home so you're just doing whatever you got to do to make sure things you know happen the way they happen right everybody has their own way about going going about doing things 
But, you know, when it comes to buying a house, there's a way that we have to look at stuff. So if you're doing things and it doesn't really fit into that way of what we look at, it's going to feel real rigid and feel really uncomfortable during the process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't want that experience for you to be a negative one, right? It should be a, a joyous one. It should be something that you should obviously hold on to. Remember, it'll be a pleasant experience. So, you know, with being prepared for that purchase, it makes all of that, you know, feel and, and it, you know, that experience be a lot better. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, we also don't want you to change bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another one. I've seen that, yeah. too. Yeah. I've actually had that happen in a transaction yeah, where um, they, th in this particular situation, they didn't really have a choice. They had fraud in their account, mm -hmm. so they had to close it down, start too. a new one. Uh, but if, if it's something like that, of course, you don't that's have a choice. That's understandable. Yeah. We're yeah. going to understand that. But if you're just closing out the bank account because you don't like something that someone said to you when you went in the bank, just hold off until you close. Correct. And then once you close, you can do whatever you want. But it's just less paperwork because the thing about it is for us, right, it's not all we're doing is asking for it. Correct. But it's up to you to actually get the documentation to us and correctly. Correct. So if, you know, we ask you for a bank statement and you're not providing a bank statement, you're going back, you're getting transaction history, you're getting all these different things that isn't a bank statement, you're the one that has to keep back double backing and doing, you know, the due diligence to get what we need. So mm -hmm. if it's easier for you to keep your items in line, keep one bank account, try to, you know, well, not one, but, you know, keep it consolidated on how you use your funds. It's just easier for you because you only have one place to go. You don't have much to do. It's easy to access. And then you don't have to go through the the uh, the headache of having to explain, well, where did this $500 go? It went to that account, uh, th this other account, and then it got transferred to Cash App, but then, you know, I had to pay bill to, to, <laughs> to transfer to Bob Correct. and all this other stuff. It, you, you have to explain all that. So just make it easier on yourself and try to keep things simple during and, the home buying process. And another thing that I'll mention, a couple of things here is, you know, we've been kind of harping on bank statements, right? Because that's the one that I feel I feel like we typically have a lot of, you know, issues or just a lot of things to overcome, right? Mm -hmm. um, anytime you provide, you know, a bank statement or any document that says one of anything, we need the full document, right? Oh, yes. Because a lot of times folks just say, hey, you just want to see how much I got in the bank account, so they'll just send us the first page. Uh -huh. Or, you know, if this is a document that, you know, all the information that we really need is on that first page, they'll just send us the first page and not the rest of the document, right? Yeah. Um, we actually need all of the all the pages, right? Including so anytime the, including the, the bank, blank page. The, the, yeah, even the, if the, that joint's <laughs> blank at the end, if it's one of five and it just has information on the fourth page and the fifth page is blank, we need that fifth, play, mm -hmm. fifth page as well, you know what I mean? Because we can't assume anything, right? I know you just quick and like, hey, well, this is all you need. Like, no, you can't. I, I, I understand how you feel, but when it comes to the documentation, mm -hmm. if it says one of anything, because there could be information on there that needs to be taken into consideration mm -hmm. on the latter pages. Even though maybe that first page summarizes everything we need, there could be something on the back or, you know, on another page that we really need the information for. And also another thing is you can't put any marks or black anything out on any of the documents. So if you're if there's a social security number on there or an employee ID or I don't know, an address that you don't want nobody to know, like we can't accept any documents that's been manipulated. Mm -hmm. Because once it's been crossed through or blacked out, 
I mean, that's no longer valid. It's no longer a valid document, right? No. So we need that. So I know people are like, oh my God, I don't want you to know this or see this information. I already got your social. Security. We already got. We are, <laughs> I mean, when you apply for a house, we already have your social security number. So there's really outside of that, there's nothing else that's, yeah. you know, I mean, more sensitive really than your social security number. So it's like, you know, and we're not paying attention to that stuff. Like that's not stuff that's like even we're worried about. But you can't manipulate a document. You can't write through stuff. Because that document is just, is, is you know, we can't use it anymore. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I put that out there because I actually had a situation just yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a gentleman um, send me a document. He had, like, black marks throughout it all. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't use this, man. You know, and he just kind of gave me the sob story of, of why he did it and why he didn't want us to see, you know, yeah. stuff. And I, was like, okay. I had someone yeah. do that with a, uh, she was a government worker. And she, like, blanked out everything. And, and I <laughs> sometimes you have to put people in the same mindset of you, right? So my rebuttal was like, well, how do I know who's, whose document this is? And she looked at it and she was like, you know what? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, I can't tell whose document it is if you're crossing out everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, we are, it's just funny what some people do. But yeah. also, do not co-sign for anybody. Please don't co-sign for Please your cousin's car. Please do not co-sign for your mother's car. If you're looking to buy a home, that is considered your debt, too. So try not to do it. Get, yeah. Secure your house first. Yes. Then you buy a car or you you know get your furniture or whatever. But definitely secure your house. Make sure your debt-to-income ratios are low. Yes. That's that's our that's our list of do nots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely. Uh, let everyone know that we help like this is what you do not do Correct. and it's also in our documentation so once yeah. you um get under contract with us as a lender we have a list of do nots that are included in the documentation yes and you actually sign off that you're not going to do that yeah. stuff please so, read that stuff yeah i know it's a lot of documents like we call they're it. called initial disclosures so once you get yes. under contract we can now put the property address on there. We now can confirm the loan program and loan type that you're doing. We can confirm the price and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And so there's some initial disclosures that are sent out to you it's in a loan good package. Information in there. Yeah, it's, it's good information. I know it's it's a lot of papers, but if you read through it, um, probably take you maybe 15, 20 minutes out of your time to actually mm -hmm. read through it all. Uh, you'll you'll you know you'll know what is coming, and then you also will know what to do and what not to do. So, Correct. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. especially when you're buying the biggest investment of your house, you want to definitely, I mean, of your life, Yeah. you want to definitely know exactly what you're signing. And Correct. And you want to know what not to do. Correct. You know, because what ends up happening is when you do do these things and then somehow we're no longer able to close, you've signed that you wasn't going to do the things that you did. Correct. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you just want to make sure that, you're doing your due diligence just as much as us because we can tell you not to do something, but everybody's grown in the transaction, so you can pretty much kind of do whatever you want to do, but it comes with a consequence. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so now, so far, our timeline is, is we're under contract. Everything has been resubmitted to underwriting so they can go through your, fi your file with a fine-tooth comb, take a look at your bank statements, take a look at your income, even take a look at the sales contract to make sure that everything was completed correctly. They have given this list of items that we need to work on in order to get you to closing. Now we have your insurance. You've already, you know, spoke to your insurance agent. Um, we have your title work that came from your title company, so we know what the fees are to get this property transfer from the seller's name into your name. And now we're getting ready to 
basically put the package together to give it back to underwriting and say, you know what, that list you gave us is now complete. We have fulfilled every need that you wanted on this list, and now we need you to clear it. We need you to say, okay, yep, you you are cleared to close on a day that you um, were scheduled to close. So now this goes into underwriting. Of course, during this time frame, you have not opened up new bank accounts. You have not made your deposits. You have followed every rule that there is. And the underwriter has finally given you to clear to close. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So once that happens, then a lot of your um, uh, fees are going to be balanced. So basically, your title company is going to work with what's called our closer. And we're going to make sure that our numbers match. And we're going to make sure that there was nothing done that the other party wasn't aware of. Correct. Right? And once we get to that point, they'll give us that final figure. So a lot of people always say, well, you know, once they're under contract, we give them their estimated cash to close. They're like, okay, this is the number that I have to come to close it with. No, that's not correct. This is an estimate. Correct. So Keyword estimate. Yes. Loan estimate. Estimate. Yeah. Estimate. Right? So once we get their clear to close and we balance those figures a few days before closing we're going to give you that final number and usually it's going to either come from the title company or it's going to come from your loan officer and then at that point you have to go to the the bank and get a cashier's check not a personal check um, or you can do what's called a wire transfer it's an electronic transfer um, that is initiated from your bank it is not like an online bill pay it's actually called a wire transfer and um, we give instructions on how to do that. So you'll know that you're doing a wire transfer because there's instructions on how to complete one. Um, yeah, make sure if you do a wire, first check with that real estate office that you're doing the closing with that they accept them. Yep. Um, some of them don't anymore just because there's a lot of wire fraud. fraud. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people hack into that and they can actually intercept the money um, from going to the place that you initially wanted to, yeah. for it to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you do a wire, <clears throat> excuse me, just make sure that all the information is 100% accurate. You know, and typically when you're on the phone or if you're doing it online or however you go about it, most time you have to do it over the phone with the representative. Make sure that they, they typically double and triple check with you, but make sure you double and triple check your information because, you know, a lot of times if the money's sent to somewhere and it's, you know, it's not the destination you want to go, it can be very difficult getting back. In some cases, you, you may not get the money back. So yeah. um, they'll even read a disclosure to you over the phone and tell you, like, you know, a disclaimer, you know, yeah. to you. So yeah. so, yeah, you have those two options. I mean, either one of them. You know, yeah. you can't can bring do, cash to closing. Can't bring cash. Cannot bring yeah. cash. Yeah. Cannot bring a personal check. Yeah. So, um, you'll you'll bring your check to closing, and then at that point, you're going to sit down with that um, attorney or that title company, and you are going to sign your documents. And mm -hmm. the day that you sign, you get your keys, and you can begin to official. buy your furniture. Official, official. Buy your car. Yep. You can <laughs> you can move in the property. You yep. know. Yeah, you can do anything you want to. I don't care what you buy. Just wait. Just wait till we close. Yep. So yeah. once everything is done, at that point, you are clear to close. You have closed. You have signed your documents, and now you are all set. And then usually, at least um, with most lenders, I can't speak for all lenders, um, but you, what, the day that you, the month that you close, if it's after the fifth of, fifth of the month, your typical mortgage payment won't be due until the it skips a month. So, yeah. for example, like we're, we're in January. January. Right now. Yep, we're yeah. in January. Today is the 13th. So, if you close Friday today, the 13th, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you close today, <laughs> your first payment won't be due until March 1st. 
Correct. And that's in most cases. Yeah. Uh, we can manipulate it to where you start making payments on February 1st, but we try to make sure that uh, you get that little little bit of a grace period. Now, people say, well, is that free money? Like, is it, is it something that's, like, benefiting? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You either you pay it at closing, or you pay it when the, month, the payments do. <laughs> when yeah. the payments do, yeah. so it's still something that you're paying. It's just the timing of when it's. Yeah, paid. And it's called prepaid interest. So correct. So you know. So like Sophia said, is you know when you close, if you you're always going to skip a month. So you know sometimes people say, hey, it's better to close earlier in a month, and like you know like we're in January, we're pretty early in January, so it's better well, to close. We're, mid, we're mid-January. Oh, mid-January. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Thirteenth. You're right. So, you know, some people will say, hey, it's, it's better to close, you know, earlier in the month versus later in the month. And I guess it really just depends on how you look at it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you close earlier in the month, you do have that longer period between when you close to when that first payment's due. Mm-hmm. But at closing, they're going to collect enough prepaid interest that's going to carry you from when you close until when your first payment's due. Mm-hmm. So there's more cost um, that are being collected at closing. Now, if you were to close at the end of the month, so let's say, you know, we're using January for example because we're in January. If you close at the end of January, your first payment's still going to be due March, but there's going to be less prepaid interest that's collected because, you know, the time frame from when you close to when that first payment due is less than it is if you were to close at the beginning of the month. So yeah. it kind of washes itself out. Um, it really Correct. just depends on like, hey, you know, do I want to pay for here at closing and have a little bit longer time frame before that first payment hits? Or do I want to pay a little bit less cost at closing and have the payment start, you know, that, that following, you know, not Correct. that month, but the, still the month after that. So, yeah. 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 All right. So um, hopefully that was uh, great information. Um, now you officially know what happens once you're under contract and you have a idea of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but now it's time for us to reveal the exercise your knowledge answer. Okay. So earlier in the segment, we asked the question, you know, we like to use that $300,000 price range. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we asked the question, if you purchase a property, I mean, if you get pre-approved for a property at 300000 and you go out, you look for homes, and the property that you fall in love with is 275000 what happens to the remaining $25,000? It's a mystery. All right, you want to do a drum roll? Drum roll. All right, the answer is nothing. <laughs> you don't get the money. You don't get it. You don't get it. So, yeah, that's a question that um that we get a lot. And I, I understand the logic behind it a little bit. Um, kinda. You know, as far, yeah, kind of, right? I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, right, mm-hmm. as, far, as far as their thinking goes. But, you know, you're pre-approved, like, she, like Sophia said, for 300000 um, and so if you were to choose to buy a home that's less than that, you're still wanting to have access to the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how it works. A mortgage is used as collateral. And that's why it's called a mortgage, right? Because we send the loan and we send the loan to the lender or excuse me, to the, the real estate attorney or to the seller. And then they place a lien against that property. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's not a situation where, you know, we can give you, you know, the difference. Um, because we can only give you what you're actually paying for that particular home. Mm-hmm. So and when we pre-approve you at the beginning, we're just telling you, hey, you know, based on, you know, your debt to income ratio, based on your credit, based on all the different factors that it takes to pre-approve you, this is the max that monthly you can put out that we can qualify you for. Correct. So we're not able to just cut you a check for the difference. That's not, that's not how it works. Now, there are special programs out there. Correct. 
where you can potentially do something like that. So you buy a house and, you know, you want to um, fix it up. Yeah, renovations, yeah. And you do what's called a renovation type of loan. Yeah. Um, those programs do have separate qualifications. Correct. Um, They're a they lot stricter are, than your normal. Exactly. So typically if you qualify for 300000 on a purchase, you know, let's just say a regular purchase, then on that program, it's going to be less than that. I mean, Correct. in most cases, it's not like what's what. It's not like Correct. I pre-approved the for income, the, the same amount. The like credit, the debt to income and credit requirement, all that stuff is a lot. More it's strict. a lot more stringent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, for your normal programs, like your FHA, your conventional VA, you definitely will not get the difference back in cash. I mean, you think about it. If you buy a house for two seventy five and the value is two seventy five, why would you even want to finance three hundred dollars, three three hundred thousand? You, your loan would be upside down. Correct. You would actually owe more than what your property's worth. So when it comes time for you to buy or for you to sell the property, now you're not going to even make a profit because you have to pay back the lender more than what it's even worth. Correct. And even at close, I mean, the money never actually touches your hands. That's that's no. another thing I want to make sure folks understand is like, <laughs> so that situation wouldn't even really be realistic anyway, because, you know, when you're buying a home, like I mentioned to you, you know, the lender is, is giving the money to the real estate attorney who then disperses funds to all the different parties involved in the transaction. Yeah. So you're not actually touching the money. They're just placing a lien for the money against the property. And then you close. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, no. Nothing. You get snotta. <laughs> <laughs> you get a home. There's not home. extra money. Well, yeah, yeah not, not extra, extra money. money. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And there are programs for that. You just have to qualify for them. Correct. And the qualification process is a little different. Correct. All right. So what we got upcoming? Yeah. So upcoming this weekend, um, my son, as I mentioned earlier, he has his first basketball game. So I'm eager mm-hmm. to check that out. Um, that should be fun. I'm kind of nervous. Two reasons. I don't know. Like I said, I think he made a stand there and kind of look around. Like, it might be a lot going on for him um, because he's really never played. I mean, he's never played organized basketball before. Mm-hmm. And then also my daughter. I'm kind of nervous for her because she her, her favorite words are me too, me too, me too. So I know, obviously, we're all going to go and support um, my son for his mm-hmm. first basketball game. And I know she's going to see him on the court. So she's going to want to run on the court and like run around with him or help him. If somebody like bumps him or something like that, she, she's, she's with the, you know, what with the shits as they say, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So she's, she's always going to have her brother's back. So I'm just kind of nervous to see how that whole situation plays out, but I'm definitely excited for it. Um, these are like those big, those memories that I'll hold on forever. You know, his first yeah. basketball game. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, also, uh, we're doing like a staycation this weekend. We typically, do something like this maybe once or twice a year where we just um and, and some unfortunately not fortunately but we, we typically have the kids with us as well mm-hmm. but um we're, we're, we're getting a hotel down at the oceanfront one of our hotel one of our favorite hotels we like to stay here in virginia beach um and we're just staying there for the weekend okay. um you know that so sounds nice. yeah so we're just going to kind of change the scenery up a little bit from our house um you know not have to cook and clean just kind of order food relax play with the kids you know it's supposed to be really cold this weekend but we're still going to try to do some outside stuff with them a little bit Uh, maybe walk the boardwalk and um, you know play around a little bit with the kids but um, after my son's basketball game that's when we're going to go there so I'm looking forward to that Mm -hmm. Um, and also the NFL playoffs start this weekend so I'll be tuned in (laughs) to that I know Brooke's not going to want to hear that but I'll be definitely watching that my boys play on Saturday too I think like 4 30 so um, during this whole staycation I'll be in front of a tv somewhere watching that 
um, <laughs> as well, and hoping uh, hoping they uh, can finally make it to the the Super Bowl again here and uh, and, and get and get a uh, get a Super Bowl championship. So, okay, what All you right, got going well, on, Sophia? Um, so today is my husband's birthday, so we may be doing dinner tonight. Happy birthday! Okay. Um, okay. And then uh, I do have to do my middle child here, so I will be braiding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'll be doing that, and then. Um, I, my, I think my repairs for my duplex will be finished today, so I'll actually get a chance to put that on the market, get a renter in here. I'm so excited. That's exciting, exciting, exciting. Yes. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a whole soccer, well, not literally a soccer mom, but I'm always doing some type of sport. But, yeah, we have games this Sunday. Okay. We have two, volleyball at the um, Virginia Beach, um, what is it called? Uh, Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse, yeah. 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 So I'll be there with bells on. Maybe I'll get some more. Fries? Fries. <laughs> <laughs> eat them with your fingers this time, though. No. You got to eat with your fingers. You ain't getting the real experience unless you no. eat them with your fingers, Mm-mm. man. No, not in public like that. <laughs> no, because then you know what's going to happen, right? What? Come Tuesday, I'm going to be like. <coughs> Are you coughing and stuff? Yeah. I got COVID. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to yeah. use that fork. And then they, they, they fork's pretty cool because they got, like, the fork that's, like, covered. And you actually got to, like, take the plastic off. I was like, I was excited uh, okay. when I saw that. Okay. I was like, oh, man. Usually, okay. you know, you go to a spot and they just put a bunch of them in there. Yeah, yeah, in a container or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was. It was actually all neat and tidy. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to use this for <laughs> bells on. But, yeah, so that's what um, when I'm doing this uh, this evening. I haven't picked out, like, a restaurant, but um, um, definitely excited for the weekend. I'm ready to um, chill, you know, pretty much. I mean, yeah. of course, if my phone rings, I'm going to work, but yeah. I'm not going out looking for anything there this we weekend. There we go. I understand. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right, so, you know, um, at the end of every segment, we love to give you guys a quote of the day. We want to keep you motivated and keep you um, going for the weekend and hopefully for the remaining of uh, all next week until you see us again. So today's quote of the day. You want to do the honors? You can do it. Go ahead and knock it out. All right, so the quote of the day is, happiness of your, the happiness of your life depends on the quality quality of your thoughts. Ooh, mm-hmm. I tripped through that one. Yeah. Boy, let me, hold yeah. on, let's, let's reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a little rewind joint. The yeah. happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Yeah, that's powerful right there, man. That's powerful. Because I'm big on whatever you think, like what are your thoughts are, are what's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. I'm very mindset very half you know optimistic in every situation even when the odds aren't in your favor mm-hmm. and so if you if you're just manifesting happy thoughts positive um thoughts then you're going to have a positive outlook on life and mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of positive things that happen to you That's true. but if you're always looking at situations like well dang and well if this isn't going to work it's not mm-hmm. it's not so just you know your positivity i mean some folks honestly it's crazy i've even had some folks tell me i'm too positive like i i don't know I don't even know how there's such a thing to be too positive. Like, mm. but it's some people who just, you know, they always feel like things happen to them, right? They're always, yeah. you know, the universe is just out to get them and mm-hmm. things happen to them and whatever, whatever. And I don't believe that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, but you know, I'm always positive. I'm always like, hey, let's do this, let's do that, let's try to figure this out, let's find a solution for it, let's try to work through it. Mm-hmm. And, and and some folks who expect bad things to happen to them and that's all they think about is bad stuff. That, that makes them uncomfortable, yeah. which, you know, is crazy to me. But, I mean, that's just the reality of, of where we are. So, 
Um, yeah, make sure you have them positive thoughts, man. Yes, definitely have those positive thoughts. Yeah. All right, so that's all the time that we have for you today. Please follow me on Facebook at SKB underscore mortgage and on Instagram at SKB underscore mortgage. Yeah, and follow, <laughs> follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm Brian underscore Royster on Instagram. And then uh, on Facebook, just Brian Royster. So I changed it up. I think last episode I mentioned it. So, um, yeah, just check for me. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week.